I'm Ben. I'm Mike. And together, we like stuff. <laughs> I forgot that's what it. we did. I'm sorry. <laughs> you fucked up. Like... You were like, do you know what's coming? I was like, no. And then we went into it anyway. Should we carry on with this? I mean, it's, it's the only reason we've only got an hour, Ben. Okay, yes. Um, welcome back to episode f- five. Five? Doesn't seem like enough. Hang on. I think it's five. Let's, let's... <laughs> no, no, it's too late. Too late. <laughs> Maybe episode five. Probably but episode four. But four hasn't come out yet. That's true. <laughs> so don't, don't look at me like that. <laughs> we're talking about like the yeah. best anime of 2018 before anyone's heard our very valuable input into what the best anime of 2017 were. And the key thing to know is our best anime of 2017 podcast also covered the first season of 2018 because um, because that's how it worked out. So this is actually only covering three seasons, so like spring, summer, and autumn. Fall, if you prefer. What? Fall is the name of the season, if you're American. Weird. Is anyone American <laughs> going to be listening to this podcast? You never know. Do we we're have wait, that we're burning reach? through so much time already, Ben. We've got to get on We this. don't have that wide-reaching <laughs> appeal. Um, so anyway, yeah, we, um, it's, it's, been a, it's been a busy year, 2018-2018. Big old legal age of the millennium. Sure. So, buying cigarettes. Is that 18? Yeah. Okay. It was it used to be sixteen many years ago. Now it's eighteen. Yeah. It shows how caught up I am on current affairs. I thought it was still sixteen. But there you go. You're a loser. That's okay. a massive tangent. So <laughs> um we we're gonna go off on our quick, very quick thing about um, you know, some stuff that we've enjoyed this year, some things that are good, um, what we're doing at the moment. So Mike, you played some games this year, really good. Last year. Some year. Yeah, I played some games, a whole bunch of games, like loads of them, but only like three of them were actually released last year, or at least three that like were kind of worth my time, I guess. Um, so like Pillars of Eternity 2, Deadfire, I feel like I possibly even talked about on the last podcast very briefly, I don't yeah, even know. Familiar. But that was fantastic. Um, Warriors are actually four, because as we all know, I'm like trash for Warriors games, and so like put a lot of hours into that, that's good fun. Um, trash indeed. And Octopath Traveler, which I think we talked about maybe previously. Yeah, that game came out. I don't know. That came out. That was pretty good. I completely forgot to talk about that. I actually have a lot to say about Octopath Traveler. I mean, I also have a lot to say about Octopath Traveler, but we just don't have the time then. Basically, I found it disappointing, and I thought the story was disappointing, and I thought the gameplay mechanics were great, but the writing and like directing of everything and the fact that everything just followed a pretty linear path well, within all the storylines and the fact that every single area was pretty much the same structure it just felt like it just sort of dragged out and wasn't very interesting none of the stories are really interconnected there's no overarching thing it's just it just wasn't very exciting to play well you said it so there you go there you yeah, go. i mean i'd say <laughs> i mean that that's reasonably uh similar to what I, i'd have to say about Octopath travel but yeah i do really enjoy the kind of Standard gameplay loop, yeah. Like the battle mechanics. No, the the, the well, I say it's like boring to play. The minute to minute gameplay is pretty good, yeah. but like the 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 big picture is pretty yeah. lame. Yeah, and um, like some of the worst side quests in the world. But anyway, yeah. that's that's. So yeah. I played um, mostly games on the Switch because I'm a I'm a Switch whore, <laughs> um, which most even just re-releases. I mean, I played some uh, some Crash Bandicoot. Insane trilogy, which is great because Crash Bandicoot, the first one, was one of the first games I really played, and uh, it was great to get back into. A lot of nostalgia there. The games actually still hold up surprisingly well, which is surprising to me, somehow. 
Um, I've been playing recently a little bit of um, Okami HD, which I've uh. never actually played before, but keep meaning to play. Oh. That's been overcome by me playing a lot of Smash, <laughs> Super yeah. Smash Brothers Ultimate, which we've both been playing quite a lot. Smash consumes all, yeah. Um, I mean, it's Smash. It's good. There's, it is good. There's like, a bajillion characters. I genuinely thought that. I didn't bother with Smash 4 because I was like, I don't have anyone to play this with, but I've surprisingly had people to play this with, and I've been having a great time with it, so... Um, Plus, I'm just generally really bad at fighting games, so I don't even try it usually. Yeah, I mean, it's Smash, it's Smash, it's Smash. It is. And the single player is like really, really long and a bit tedious, so... Yeah, I've kind but of the, given up. the main game is, is like... So there you go. go. Let's go on to anime. I did that. Yeah, thing. let's do that. Under five minutes, nice. So... so just, just quickly before I say that, like... Uh, just to try and keep this as a stuff Ben and Mike like podcast and not just like the we only have time to record one of these a year so we just talk about anime and maybe a tiny bit of games thing Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse now that was a really good film and people should go watch it if they can I actually haven't seen it it was incredible um, there's a new trailer for a Spider-Man movie that came out recently so I heard yeah I heard people talking about it and when we release this podcast in like six months down the line <laughs> that's going to be a really dated comment Six months is ambitious based on our previous performance. Yeah, okay, fine. But yeah, there's a good film. So let's talk about anime. Yeah, so um, we've got a big list of anime that starts at A and ends with Z. Z, funnily enough. Usefully. Okay, well, that, 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 let's go for it. Um, I mean, due to the time limitations, uh, we're going to have to kind of lightning around the whole thing to an extent. So like that should be interesting. I'm sure we can we'll see make some well time for the shows that we actually have stuff to yeah, talk about. Yeah, we'll do our best. So, okay, um, top of the list is Ico Reincarnation, which I get the feeling that you haven't watched. No. Nope. Yeah, so that was on Netflix. Um, it's a kind of, I think mostly, if not entirely, 3D animated uh, film about, like, not film, series, about, I'm not even sure I can really say. Like, it's, it's, it's got some reasonable fight scenes. There's some guns, some mechery type stuff. Fair enough. It's, it's not that great. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, so we have Angle Moist, Angle Moist. <laughs> Moist. Angle Moise, Angle Moi, I, I don't know how it's supposed to be pronounced. It's, it's the one about like the guy who's fighting off like the Mongol invasion of Japan at some point. Um, it's got some pretty cool character designs. It's got some really cool, quite bloody fight scenes. Uh, the story's like, alright. Um, yeah, fairly compelling watch, but like not, you know, 10 out of 10 material. Cool, backy. Backy, uh, man, we're just like leading into this with loads of things that I've seen. Um, so, <laughs> Baki, I think there was a previous series that came out possibly quite a long time ago now, I'm not sure, uh, but this is the 2018 Netflix series, um, which is, yeah, definitely all 3, is it all 3D? Anyway, there's a lot of bad 3D in it, like, the art style of the animation is, like, pretty shoddy, but it's funny in a lot of places because of that ridiculous, gratuitous violence, um, absolutely stupid <clears throat> plot and characters, but just, like, an excuse for people to, like, beat each other up and have ridiculous injuries, and, yeah. It's a laugh, basically. Where do you watch all these 3D animation shows? <coughs> I don't know. On Netflix. <laughs> it seems just... to be the place for them. Um, okay. Uh, Banana Fish. Which... So, previously, we discussed Yuri on Ice, and you commented that there was this sort of homosexual romance in Yuri on Ice, but it was never sort of explicit enough for you. Basically, Yuri on Ice wasn't gay enough for you. I mean, that was how you summarised my <laughs> feelings at the time, yeah. Was Banana Fish gay enough for you? Um, I guess it was hmm, I don't know I mean I think the vibes were probably very similar to how they were in Yuri on Ice oh really okay um, 
in the way that like yeah like there was nothing ever formalized in banana fish and to that extent possibly even slightly less than but like it was more maybe it was more predominant in the story maybe it was, no it's that's, that's saying too it's much probably i should talk about what banana fish is what happens in it i don't you're really a madman <laughs> so it's Just based like briefly on a manga from like ages ago like 70s 80s or something um and it's about like uh gangs and mafia stuff in like america uh and then like some random japanese kid travels over with a journalist friend and gets caught up in all of this somehow i can't mm. remember exactly how it all gets entwined <clears throat> but then like there's kind of a, a thing between him and like this kid ash links but his real name's like arslan something or other <laughs> which is like fun um aslan yeah um and who's like this kind of he's like 17 or something but he's like super soldier he's like a mob, mob prince kid. yeah the gangs love him etc and like it's it's just like a kind of, I guess it's a fairly kind of standard gangster show trajectory in a lot of ways. But there's some stuff around like new drugs and like uh, sex scandals with politicians, all this sort of kind of thing. Intrigue. Um, it's it's pretty compelling. Like I'm not sure how I feel about the art. It feels quite dated in a lot of ways. Um, and it feels kind of weird because they've tried to transpose like the original series that was, like, written and set in the 80s or whatever it was to, like, the modern day, mm. and that doesn't necessarily translate perfectly in a lot of ways. No, it certainly annoys me when people do that. It's like, why don't you just... We don't have that many shows, like, set in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Just stick I mean, particularly anime. Yeah. Things like that. Just stick to it. But... Yeah, it's not like it's harder to, like, create sets or anything like that to say, <laughs> oh, this doesn't look like the 80s, because you're just drawing it. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, I watched it through to the end. I watched... The, about half of it. Um, it's 22 episodes, I think. I watched through about... It was a, a Noah Tamina show. Yeah. I watched about half of it, um, and I just wasn't really... I, I couldn't really see where it was going, and it wasn't wasn't really pulling me along so much. You yeah, see, so for me, it was more like I could see exactly where it was going from like a couple of episodes in. It's like I know exactly how this is going to end. Oh, and yeah, so, <laughs> And so, like, it was, yeah, trying to find the motivation to go along for the ride, I guess. And there was definitely a lull kind of in the middle period where there really wasn't that much happening. But, yeah. like, it's one of those things where you fight through and then, yeah, there's, there's some good stuff towards the end. And, yes, it does end exactly how you would expect, so. My girlfriend did actually watch the whole thing and I remember she was very inconsolable at the end. <laughs> um, yeah, well, you need to be Spoilers. prepared for these things, I guess. Um, bunny Girl Sim... Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai, which is actually, bizarrely... Pretty much an exact translation of the Japanese title. It's not not too bad, no. I mean, it's a bad name. It is a bad <laughs> name. Um, and I actually... There, there, there are, one of the themes this year was there were shows which had stupid names and stupid other things, and I was put off watching them because they looked stupid, and it turned out they weren't really what I was expecting them to be. Yes. Th this is one of those. Don't be put off by the bunny girl senpai in the name. It's not just like an etchy show. No. It's actually... It's not really edgy at all, though. No, it's sort of light novel weirdness. Yeah. yeah, like, it's... If you imagine basically any other light novel adaptation that has a similarly long, like, silly name and probably terrible English translation, um, it's a very kind of similar vibes to that in a lot of ways in terms of who your protagonist is going to be um, 
and you know you've got your little sister characters mm-hmm. and then like various people at school who fit into different kind of you know moe categories or whatever the case may be but like this has some kind of i was gonna say story chops i guess there's just like interesting scenarios around it's it. sort of i felt it was sort of a bit like a almost visual novel kind of structure where there's several arcs and each mm. of them is about a particular focuses on a particular girl and that's like oh we have to main per- characters like sort out her problems and then yeah something else basically people are teenagers and by being angsty teenagers it causes bizarre stuff to happen which is explained through some ridiculous science by like oh it's because of the quantum teleportation <laughs> it's just complete nonsense it is it is complete nonsense but like it makes for some interesting uh interesting scenarios i guess and like one thing that you said to me at one point i believe was that you felt like it was kind of looked like it would be like <laughs> i just said some very silly things there uh, melancholy of harry susamir kind of vibe yes. and yeah I, I definitely felt that while i was watching it like it's not it's not a very similar show in a lot of ways but yeah just kind of the atmosphere and the sort of setup and yeah the weird sciencey stuff supposedly underpinning it is a similar kind of game one one thing that actually that i did like about it is that most of the characters and particularly the two sort of central characters are incredibly sensible about stuff for the most part it's like mm. something happens and they're like hang on i can explain this and they go okay explain it and they go well this is what happened again that's fine with me yeah no problems there you think man if only it was all so easy yeah it's like hashtag goals or something right then yeah we um, should probably move on. It's well, pretty just, good, though. Just, it's pretty the, good. I just wanted to say there's a few things about it that sort of frustrated me. There was a central romance, which was like basically going for pretty much the whole show, mm. and I think the most we actually ever saw out of it was like a kiss on the cheek throughout the whole thing. Did that make you upset? Well, I don't know. It was just like <laughs> just just if you're gonna have it, just like have something on screen. The anime in general is so just. Sometimes characters just need to... I'm not saying they just need to fuck, but, like, something along those lines. Just saying, here is something. And then also it has that thing where it's, like, gets to the end of the show, and then I don't know if they're planning a second series, if they're just saying, buy the light novels, but basically it doesn't have really a conclusion. Yeah, of it just any kind of time. peters out, um, which so is a shame, annoying. but, like, it's fine. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Caligula. I looked at the show, I didn't actually ever watch it. Oh, it's bad, don't watch it. Cool. That's a full stop on that one. Moving on. Card capture Sakura, clear card. Um, I can't we touched on this before. I'm a big card capture Sakura fan of the original series. I didn't watch this because I was like, well, oh. it's the same studio and it's the, uh, I think it's the same director and a lot of the same voice talent, but also I don't want to ruin a show that I really liked and thought was like a perfect whole by itself by having more of it. Yeah, so for me coming at it, from the other angle of not really experiencing any card capture Sakura before this, um, it worked really well for me. Um, because, as you say, it's basically like the entire same cast, staff, crew, studio, etc. Um, and to be honest, it's like the exact same story pretty much as well. Like, there's some contrived thing at the beginning where Sakura like loses all of her cards, um, which are like things where she gets powers of different elements and random stuff like magic things you should um, listen to our other podcast where we talk about card cap sakura being one of my favorite shows ever. yeah you should do that i think it's like number three, three. yeah, yeah. I don't know. yeah. <laughs> maybe two uh but 
yeah, they, they basically come up with some excuse for her to lose all of those, and then basically just have to recapture like slightly different versions of all of the cards again in very similar scenarios. So it's a bit to... like the beginning of every Metroid game. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, and so for me, it was kind of like, ah, oh, this is pretty fun. I enjoy this. And these characters are kind of cute. Though, like, it does presuppose that you know them a bit, which is a bit of a... The, the other problem for me is that the original show was set in a sort of primary school, mm. which makes everything kind of a bit more... I don't know. I, I, I've got quite tired of the high school setting, and middle school is, like, almost as bad. So it's like, <laughs> oh, they're all in middle school now. It's like, I, can't, I don't want to have to deal with this. They like, are all bullshit. in middle school now. Uh, there is very little that actually happens in the school setting, though, except, like, on the massively expansive, for no apparent reason, grounds of the school, and, like, she mm. captures some stuff there. But, Fair yeah, it's, it's not a school drama, really, in any way. I mean, the... the uh, there was sort of stuff that happened in school before, but it was like, it's more just the sort of the the innocence of it, I suppose. And if you want to talk about sexual tension between Sakura and Xiaoran, then like, I mean, it's practically nuclear. Okay, <laughs> moving on. Um, Doreku. Uh, yeah, this wasn't great either. Okay, cool. <laughs> Double decker. Double decker. So you got lots to say on this. Oh, uh, I've probably got lots to say, but I don't want to say too much because you still haven't watched it, which is no. like rubbish. Um, so it's by the same people and in fact set in the same universe supposedly um, as Tiger and Bunny, which is like one of my favourite shows um, of all time, um, and is like, yeah, it's really cool. So basically, it follows. Uh, so instead of heroes, kind of thing like Tiger and Bunny is like superpowered heroes. Um, uh, we follow a particular branch of, like, the police, um, who are investigating a very particular drug, um, called Anthem, uh, that, like, the criminal underworld is using, and, like, in the wrong dosage or the wrong purity or something, it basically turns people into, like, kind of monsters, and, like, it gives people, like, super strength and stuff, so there's, there's a bit of a through line there, um, and it's, like, th this division's job to, like, crack down on that and, like, uh, kind of remove it from the world, um, and... It's, like, a really kind of eccentric, eclectic cast of characters. Like, they're all amazing. There's... And it's not really explained why, but, like, there's a robot and, like, there's a guy called Travis who wants to give everyone silly nicknames, and that's that's pretty amusing. Um, and, like, your kind of main characters are a kind of pair of this veteran detective and this rookie kid whose, like, dream is to change the world, and then the veteran's like, no, nah, it's not like that, and he doesn't really... You know, it's a good dynamic, you know? Um, I'm off a bit, but, like, it's a really cool show. Um, amazing art, like, really colourful things pop, like, some cool action, um, and, like, amazing music. Cool. Yeah. Good summary. I'm just kind of rambling about how cool it is. You should check it out. I, I, I will. It's on, on the list of things to watch, which I do occasionally actually get around to watching some of your recommendations. <laughs> Eventually. To be well, fair, I, I very rarely action yours as well, so like, we'll, we'll figure it out. Wow. Rude. <laughs> Rude. Um, next up, Darling and the Franks with X's on the end. You can talk about this. So this is a show. Um, <laughs> man, I think like everyone's probably, well I say everyone, this it's, was a popular it's show. It's pretty big. Um, I, I thought it was okay. <laughs> I mean, you're never going to expect me to like popular things, are you? Are you? Really? I mean, if it's Trigger, sometimes, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it's not really a very trigger-feeling show. It definitely has got the sort of... It's got, like, the animation prowess of Trigger, but mm. it doesn't sort of feel like a Trigger show in the way that, like, your Kill the Kill feels like a Trigger show. 
Well, so because it was trigger and a one, was it? Is that right for this? Yeah. Yeah. So you do get the feeling that perhaps um, trigger were reined in a bit, perhaps on some of the stuff. And I mean, still saying that, like it is completely ridiculous and over the top, yeah. and, and nonsense. But um, like the yeah. So, so I mean, basically, there's a, it's it's the distant future or something, and there's robots have to fight some dinosaur things and. Mm. The, 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 the robots have to be piloted by children because, and there have to be two of them because, and there have to be a boy and a girl who have to be in this ridiculous situation where, like, the girls, like, merge into the robots and then have the robots have their faces whilst the boys, like, grab handles that sprout out of their butt cheeks. Yeah, it's like... It's not even an exaggeration. <laughs> How ridiculously suggestive can we be without, like, breaking sort of R-rated... Um, and I mean, there's... It's just I can't, I can't really even remember most. Of, there, there's a lot of convoluted stuff about the the sort of the adults and children and immortality and aliens and yeah, the story didn't really stick. Um, <laughs> it was just kind of an excuse it kind of goes all over the place. And then there's sort of this central thing relationship between two characters, and there's lots of sort of love. I don't know. and just things going all over the place lots of teenage angsty drama um i mean the the robot the the fight scenes were sort of all right i felt that there was some of the direction i didn't like very much there was a lot of kind of moving around too much not actually giving you ever a clear shot of anything that was going on the robots are actually designed by the same person who designed the robots for Star Driver, which you can tell it's blatantly obvious. <laughs> the main robot, I can't remember the name, Strelitzia, actually yes. looks very, very similar to Tavern <laughs> from Star Driver, like literally almost exactly the same, Pretty which much. I found slightly offensive. Yeah, good. It's like, wow, come up with some different design. Good memory for the name of Strelitzia there. It, it, was, it was a uh, struggle. We're, we're over 20 minutes in, we've got about like seven names yeah, well, down the list. Okay. So should, uh... Some of these are just going to be quick. Um, but there, Darling and the Franks, it's alright. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 alright. Um, Fumikuri Jikan, Crossing Time. Crossing Time. This was like a five minute thing. Basically just a few short stories about um, people waiting to uh, to cross a train track, like doing something and like the stories that happen to those people. Like, I don't know, there's one girl who's going along and finds a man like trapped behind a fence who's naked and she has to give him a pair of her stockings so that you can put them on and then it gives her like an orange or something like that and then she's like where is he keeping the orange it's classic all these kinds of things um i enjoyed it it was just like a little fun thing to watch i used to not ever bother with these sort of short form things and now i actually just fix the short i just kind of sit there and it's like oh well i'm having lunch or tea or something mm. let's just watch this yeah it's just if you've got a few minutes spare just throw an app on it's all right and the, 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 there are a few things you watch something it's like oh man where was that going and some of them actually have continuations in later episodes so you oh, might man. get some closure man um, so did, did you actually watch it or did you I watched like four or five episodes okay I need, yeah I need to watch the rest okay um, another sort of short one Guy Kutsu Shoten in Honda-san or Skullface Bookseller Honda-san this was about 12 minutes long I think yeah also I actually found this one quite interesting um, it's basically Again, some sort of shorter things about a guy who works in a bookshop 
except it's all sort of bookshop where everyone is. All, all of the people who work in the bookshop have are just strange. Like the main guy is just a skeleton, and other people always have like strange masks on, or are mummies, or have like welding masks or bike it's, helmets. Yeah, it's really. Um, <laughs> What's the word? The animation is like not really animation. It's just sort of stuff moving around mostly. Um, Good definition. Which does there. sound like animation. <laughs> it does a bit. It it's it's yeah it's primitive, but it sort of it works and yeah. um, it's actually quite. It gives a lot of insight into what it's like to work in Japanese bookstore, which you might not know otherwise. Yeah. So I found it. Um, I found it good fun. Educational and, and entertaining. Yeah, and there, there's just some. There's a lot of kind of self-referential humour, which, mm. is, which is good. So yeah, I'd say check that out. Yeah, I recommend it. And yeah, as you say, like it's it's not full length either. So yeah. Um, Goblin Slayer. I didn't. I watched the first episode. This this one had a lot of uh, controversy for some scenes in the first episode, which I, I watched mean... and was like, man, I see that they were literally going for like, let's cause as much controversy as possible, <laughs> so everyone will watch our shitty show. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and I mean, you say it caused lots of controversy. I mean, it was like three hours on Twitter that people complained about the first episode. Nice blowing your nose there. Um, nice. Yeah, basically, I mean, it's not technically an isekai because the main guy doesn't like, like transported there or whatever from our world, but it's your classic kind of RPG fantasy world setting. Um, but they're trying to make it as gritty and grimdark as possible. So, like, he, his thing is that he kills goblins because they, like, destroyed his village or something when he's younger. Um and everyone's all, all the adventurers are like, huh, goblins, they're so low level, why would I ever bother with those? But then they have loads of scenes of goblins like terrorizing and raping and like doing like really horrible things, and it's mm. quite quite uh, <clears throat> sad to watch. Um, but basically, the show's not that great. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, don't bother. Moving on. Um, Golden Kamui. Golden Kamui. What a show. Oh, so much to say about this in so little time. Um, so, both season one and season two came out last year, I yes. believe. Um, and yeah, it's just incredible. It's like so unique, so different. Well, so what? Um, quick rundown on the the plot. Basically, oh it, this is set in Hokkaido, which yes. is the northern island of Japan, where there's it's mostly like cold and snowy <laughs> for a lot of the year. Um, and it focuses on two characters. There's one guy who is um, the immortal Sugimoto. The immortal Sugimoto, who is a soldier who's just returned from the Sino-Japanese War. Yeah. It's war with China, in case you don't know where Sino is. Um, and then there's also this other girl who's called... Ashipa. I don't know yes. how to pronounce it perfectly, but yes. um, she's uh, an Ainu, who are like an indigenous race in Japan, um, in Hokkaido specifically, um, and have only actually, in the grand scheme of things, really recently been recognised as an actual culture oh, within really? Japan. Yeah, they've been marginalised and discriminated against for oh, a very, very long time. So it's, it's pretty progressive in that. Yeah, it really is, yeah. But really yeah, is. so um, it's it's weird because it's like a... Com- basically, there's, there's a quest to like find this stash of gold, which you can only find by... collect. Basically, there are all these prisoners and someone tattooed all of their skin, and the only way to find this gold is to get all of these people like kill them and peel <laughs> off their skin to make this big map or clue which will tell you where the gold is. Which sort of sounds horrendous, and it kind of is. Yeah. And it's just, it sort of, I think I talked before on um, Drifters, which was a mm. show that had this sort of weird disconnect between extreme violence and then like humorous scenes. Mm. And this show also kind of has that, but it works in such a, it, it's a lot more sort of segmented and it works really well. 
um, there's like sections which are basically just more like a nature documentary of saying this is how we hunt a deer and then we catch it like this and this is how we skin it and mm. this is how we use all the parts to do this and this and this this is how we hunt bears and then there's other stuff where it's like man I'm not going to eat this miso this miso looks like poo <laughs> yeah. and then um, just just the the characters are all pretty much fantastic the yeah. character designs are really excellent um I really, really enjoyed it across both seasons. Again, it was something where I saw it and I thought this looks like kind of... A, I, I was interested in it, but I thought this looks like kind of a serious show. Mm. And it does have serious parts, but overall, I would say it comes off as quite light-hearted. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so I think it won, like, a whole bunch of, like, Best Manga Awards or something from the year before. And so when I heard that there was an anime coming out, I was like, I should probably check that out because, you know, people are, people are raving about it. And as you say, yeah, like, it manages to be equal parts, like, comedy, uh, drama, like, quite horrific in places, mm. but also, like, yeah, this window into Ainu culture and, like, educational. It, um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's super compelling. It's, it's very great. weird in many ways. Oh, but it's, it's super like, weird. It is so different from a lot of stuff that's in anime and it's really just refreshing to watch yeah so i um i had a great time with it i really enjoyed it yeah like one of the highlights of my week whenever it's on really. my highlights of my year yeah. but we'll get to that later we will um, <laughs> grand crest senki i think i've talked about part of this show before this is like a like a really big it's like a fantasy land and there's battles and everyone battles everyone else and it takes a really long time and there's loads of characters and it's all over the place and it eventually it gets to the end and concludes and it's okay and that's it. Good noise review there. Yeah, carry on. Cool. Uh, so next up is Grand Blue. Uh, so this is um, you're talking about getting tired of the high school setting in anime. So this is set in university. Eh? Oh wow. Yeah. Um, so there aren't many that do that, and so it's always a little, little refreshing when that happens. Um, but like for me. So it's basically centered around this guy who starts at uni and like gets roped into joining the diving club there um, because like his cousin is in it and like his friends are in it or something. Um, and but there is very little actual diving in the show. Basically, it's just a full-on comedy about being a fresher at uni, basically, um, and it kind of captures that tone very successfully. Uh, it's kind of kind of shouty and like repetitive in terms of like the comedy that it goes for but it like really works and like it has some great jokes and things that you know you kind of harken back to in your, in your uni glory days um lots of like kind of drinking culture stuff and it's yeah it's just it's just very funny how we liked it it's got a catchy opening as well nice um, i haven't talked about any catchy openings no um yeah. have there actually been any catchy openings um, <laughs> just looking down the list for catchy openings Darling in the Franks, that has an opening. It's an, it's an okay opening. Um, Golden Camry has some great openings and endings. Yeah, Golden Camry is like solid music. Golden Camry is just great though. Double uh, Deck has got great great openings and endings. Yeah, you did, you've mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. Um, talking great openings, are you done Grand Blue? I mean, yeah. Uh, no, check it out. It's quite funny. It's good. Um, Gurazeni, Money Pitch. Mm. A banger of an opening. Um, it's basically it's a show about baseball, and it's about this guy who plays baseball he's, he's a professional baseballer he's like 25 26 just like will be my age tomorrow he's oldish for a baseball player basically right uh, that's the theory I think he's like sort of in his like 
Or is he in his no, prime? I, I don't know. I, I think he's, he's basically in his prime. Okay. Um, he, he's a pitcher because everyone's always a pitcher in baseball anime because it's like... It's the interesting position to play. It really is. <laughs> it's like, oh, you batted, and now you're an outfielder, so I'm just going to show you being an outfielder. For... Anyway, um, compared to something like Ace of Diamond, this doesn't really have a lot of actual baseball gameplay. But there's a lot about the politics of baseball and kind of things about ridiculous things with broadcasters and negotiating contracts. And basically there's just this main character who's just kind of an idiot and it just it's sort of stupid and I wasn't really sure that I liked it for a while and then we sort of watched enough of it that I just kind of got into it. Stockholm Syndrome. It has like two seasons so it's, it's there's a fair few episodes um, but it I enjoyed it it's by Dean gotta love Dean um, there's some slightly dodgy 3D um, baseball 3D animated baseball stuff going on but as I said the actual baseball is actually really kind of a side thing compared yeah. to what happens off the pitch so um I mean, if it's if it scratches the baseball itch for you, that's the important thing. I mean, we're, we're obviously both waiting with bated breath for the next season of Diamond Oasis, which has so, been announced. Which has been announced. Which is really happening for this year. It's Madhouse happen. X Production IG. Did they actually confirm that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think they did. It's probably JC stuff. <laughs> it's gonna be sorry, sorry, One great. Punch Man. Season uh, two is JC stuff. If you yeah. didn't know, it was Madhouse, and that's going to be rubbish. And no it's going to be like, why is this rubbish? That's why. <laughs> Only uh, time will tell. Hanabado. Uh Yeah, so we've definitely gone off the lightning round kind of thing, but let's get back on the horse. So Hanabado is a badminton anime, oh, um, and it's all right. Like It's, it's quite pretty, um, the, the badminton bits of which, yeah, there could possibly be more maybe, um, are well animated. It looks pretty cool. Uh, I don't like any of the characters. Cool. Um, Hataraku Saibo sells at work. Uh, so this is like a show that kind of very roughly kind of shows what's going on inside a human body in terms of like cells and systems and what happens when you get attacked by viruses or bacteria, whatever the case may be, um, which is a cool th- idea I think, I think for it's a show. been pretty popular. It's been super popular, yeah. Um, I mean, every, every, basically everyone is sort of cutesy, apart from the white blood cells who are not cutesy, but everything's sort of moeyized. Yeah. Um, I... I, f- I quite enjoyed the show. I didn't actually finish watching it um, because I did find after a while the episodes got a little bit samey. Well, I mean, yeah, it's formulaic. It's kind of monster of the week, but in your body kind yeah, of. Yeah, but I found that all the monsters were kind of being dealt with in pretty much the same way every time. <laughs> Basically just stabbed to death by white blood cells. Yes. Um, which, I mean, it, it, we were discussing this about um, a show from the season, which is... Uh, Love is War, mm. which we watched. Hagia Summer. Yes. You watched the, the first two episodes of. And it's one of those shows where you think, this is pretty good and I'm enjoying it, but how long is this formula actually really going to stand up for? Yeah. And this is one of those shows where the formula just kind of didn't stand up to the 13 episodes, 12 episodes, whatever it was. So I could probably go back and finish it sometime, but yeah. I don't really feel like I've missed out on anything by not finishing it. I didn't feel like it's going to a big conclusion. That's fair. Yeah. Um, Hina Matsuri. So this is one we probably should spend more time on again because this was incredible and like was kind of vying for my show of the year, um, and was very much like in the vein of what you were saying at the start about like names and some of the kind of promo material like putting you off from watching the show because like, I didn't really know much about it beforehand. Like saw some pictures that were possibly like just like the wrong context or whatever, and the <laughs> and and the name like Hina Matsuri. Um, like 
made it sound like, I don't know, kind of like a weird fluffy moey thing or like a harrowing. It sounds, yeah, generic. Um, But then, like, I saw lots of people talking about it on Twitter. Oh, this one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I saw lots of people talking about Twitter and saying how, like, amazing it was, how funny it was. And I was like, okay, maybe I should check this out because, like, I didn't really give it a chance. Um, And then it was absolutely incredible, like, phenomenal show, like, blew me away Um, in stitches, like, all the time, every week. I, I, it was something that I've sort of looked at and gone, hmm, maybe I should watch that, and gone, hmm, meh. Oh, uh, you should watch it. Okay. <laughs> Just to confirm. I've got, I've got that feeling. Right here and now. Um, yeah, it, it's amazing. Like, it's, like, simultaneously really wholesome and hilariously funny. And, yeah, it's just really cool. I mean, okay. the, the, in terms of, like, the setup, um, this girl, Hina, gets, like, basically just randomly appears in the apartment of this kind of Yakuza like semi high up ranked chap one evening um and then he basically ends up just like having to adopt her and take care of her and it's it's like hijinks since you okay and she's got like superpowers oh nice. <laughs> yeah um he know the sumo anime oh yeah that one <laughs> that's the next one uh hinamaru sumo yeah um, it's pretty cool, yeah. Like it's it's uh, a sports anime that's pretty decent, like pretty formulaic. But I saw, it. I saw it and I was like, mm, I don't know how into sumo I really. Yeah, am. well, this is the thing. Um, I mean, to be honest, with sports anime, it doesn't really ever matter how much you are into the sport. That's what I'm gonna say. Like, I feel like there are some sports which translate better to, uh, to to animate. So, some sports are just more interesting to watch. Like, I don't know. There, there's been some running shows. There was. We'll get on to that. Yeah, we'll get on to that one. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, any sport can be exciting enough if you, like, pad it out with monologues and, like, visual effects and nonsense, like, even if it's actually only taking place over the course of, like, five seconds, like some of these sumo bouts are. But before this, I didn't really know much of anything about sumo. Now I know a bit about sumo, Um, and it's, yeah, it's fun. That's cool. Um, Hisone Tomasotan. Yeah, there isn't really a good translation of that. Um, I'm guessing you haven't watched it. No. I, I have a vague feeling maybe I mentioned it previously. I don't know. But um, so this is on Netflix. Uh, this is a show. Is it 3D animated? <laughs> Some of it. Oh, dear. I think. Yeah. So the setup is really hard to describe. So basically, like, um, Japan and possibly other countries have, like, secretly been looking after, like, these dragon type creatures for, like, centuries, like, behind the scenes that no one really knows about. And there's, like, this branch of the Air Force in Japan that is, like, sole responsibility is to look after this dragon called... Well, eventually named Masotan in the show. Um, And, like, they also take it out to fly and they, like, disguise it as a fighter jet and stuff. And, like, the the show follows the pilots of these... quote-unquote pilots of these dragon things. And, like, it's, it's... it's kind of cute. Like, there's a lot of human drama wrapped around it. So, like, interpersonal relationships between, like, the pilots and people. Um, and But there's also, it culminates in this kind of big event where they have to lead this kind of massive super dragon thing that is, like, under one of the big mountains in Japan or something. I can't remember how it works. Um, to somewhere else to save the world or something. I don't know. It's a bit random. But, like, the show is it's fun, light-hearted. Okay. Um, like, yeah. Really grew on me as, as I went through it. Um, okay. Uh, Irodoku, the world in Kara. Color. Kara. Kara. Yeah, Um, or... I can't The new PA the Jap- work I show. can't actually remember what the, what the Japanese title is. No. Um, something, something, Irodoku Sekai. Sekai, something or other. Um, Ashdai known. Let's the not colourful world of tomorrow, something like that. 
Um, yeah, basically, this is a PA Works show. You made other shows, which are pretty good. If you've seen um, Nagi Noasukara or Nagi Asu Lolan Sea or Lolan Sea, whatever you want to call it, it's pretty much all the same people who worked on that show. Um, it's alright. There's like it's a world and there's magic and there's a girl and she's living in the far off year of like twenty seventy eight or something. And they're like, you know what we should do is send you back in time fifty years to the heady days of twenty eighteen. So you're like, look at this cool setting that's in the future. Oh. Oh. Um, basically there's this girl who's from the future and she never really fit her being from the future doesn't really mean right. anything um, she never really fitted in and then she makes some new friends in like a photography club but she can't see colour for some reason the colour's gone out of her life but she can do magic I was going to so, say and magic is real right that's, and, that's the thing that yeah. We, yeah and she's living with her grandmother who's like her age because time because, travel because time travel so um, yeah and I mean there's like there's, there's your, your normal high school drama and love triangles and it's sort of it's alright and it's quite pretty but it's I haven't actually finished watching it so I can't really tell you what's at the end phenomenal and I you gave didn't up. actually finish watching it either <laughs> yeah. I probably will finish watching it just to get that closure but it's it's alright if you really enjoyed Nagi this is this is this more, is of, more that. of that yeah okay cool so Isekai Isekaya or like an izakaya in another world, time to capitalise on both the isekai craze and the Is shows it... of people eating things and being happy about it. Not craze. the isekai craze and the izakaya craze. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but is nowhere near as good as like Restaurant to Another World, which is what I talked about last year as one of my shows of the year. Which so, is a show about people from another world. A show about eating. an isekai, basically izakaya, people yes. eating stuff. And it was great. And this is not so great. But there's a guy called Hans and he's all right. So. Okay. Karakuri, Karakuri so. Circus. Um, so this is still ongoing. It's weird. It's really crazy. So it starts off with a semi-reasonable premise of like this rich kid getting kidnapped, um, but there's like loads of people who use these giant like automata puppet things to fight for some reason, and that that's a part of this universe. And it just kind of this plot spirals, and it gets really weird, and you get an elixir of life, and like time travel, and weird people and puppets, and yeah, it's it's, it's odd. Um, it's, Pretty fun ride, though, I guess. Cool. <laughs> um, yeah, we need to rattle through these. So Kyoto no Homes um, isn't great. Okay. <laughs> uh, Legend of the Galactic Heroes, Die Neue These. Which is obviously a follow-on from the original saga of the Legend of the Galactic Heroes. Yeah, probably a I... remake, which I've never watched, but I probably should, because it's one of those classic... I th- yeah, I think it's the same universe rather than a remake. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I haven't watched the original either, and I really want to. Um, and yeah, this was a really solid show. It's like a good space show. It's like spaceships and like... Wait, spaceships in space? Spaceships in space. Ship. And it's like a very classic kind of like, the Galactic Federation of something or other is evil and oppressing this like republic of somewhere else. Um, and like they just both clash in giant spaceships. And I like, remember reading the description of this and I was like, this definitely sounds like Legend of the Galactic Heroes or something. And then I looked at it and I was like, oh, it's Legend of the Galactic Heroes. <laughs> yeah, funny how that works. And it's the classic thing of like, you know, these two young generals on one on each side are like you know super smart and like trying to outmaneuver each other kind of kogiasi kind of style um but yeah it's pretty cool maho shoujo ore this is a show that's like a maho shoujo show but actually it's about girls who turn into like buff guys in magical girl outfits to fight weird bunny bear creature things and it's like really bloody and dark at the oh, same God. time <laughs> it's like the weirdest thing in the world and like 
But it's kind of, as we were saying before, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, once you get over that initial premise that, you know, the amusement of lasts for a couple of episodes, it gets kind of outstays its welcome, I reckon. Okay. Um, the Mahoka movie. <laughs> this is Mahoka Coco Noretto say, or the regular Magic High School movie, which we actually watched last night. We did. Um, the original series was by Madhouse. It's one of actually one of my favourite series. Was it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Carry on. Did you not realise this? I can't remember. The Madhouse Train. Yeah. Um, it was actually really, it was it was really stupid. It was an utterly just like stupid show, and it was based on the terrible light novel, and it was just hilarious as long as you didn't sort of take it as face value at all. Yeah. And um, the protagonist is really OP, and it was really dumb. And um, this we've movie, talked about it before, possibly. We have. It's what, and uh, that this this movie is um, not made by Madhouse, not directed by the same people. Just generally, just doesn't actually look as good as this series, which is a bit bad because it's a movie and um yeah it was it also like misses out a chunk of the light novels so not much make, makes sense so not much <laughs> makes sense they introduce all these other characters and also like because it's a movie and has fan service like look at all these other characters who we're bringing back for, for no real reason. cameos and um killing jumanji who's there for some reason oh, he's there for a very important reason basically they're on an island somewhere and there's some experiments and they have to do something and save some people and there's lots of magic and blowing stuff up and everyone's OP and it doesn't really make any sense nothing's followed, nothing is even really concluded because it's just going on in the middle of a story that we haven't seen the beginning or the end of um, but if, if you like Mahoka if you really like Mahoka, <laughs> yeah I mean I like Mahoka and I don't really I could have not watched could have it. given it a miss, yeah that's true okay. um, Megalobox so, box. yeah we're halfway through our list and three quarters of the way through our time so let's do this no, Me- got, Megalobox. we're more than halfway through uh, mm. So this is a show about mecha boxing. boxing. Well, well you say it's a show about me- mecha boxing. Okay, so there's a spoiler here. Th- th- this is a continuation of Ashton no Joe. Well, yeah. it's a sort of. It was. It's like a tribute. It's like it's an anniversary tribute, tribute yeah. to Ashton no Joe. Um, I'll say this: the first episode is great. Like it yep. just looks really cool. Um, there's this sort of thing where the animation is quite low resolution, mm. so everything looks kind of blurry which I'm not really sure why yeah it's like it's one of those things where they're kind of aiming for a retro-y kind of look and feel I think like partly just... to, to conjure up the Ashton Ojo feel possibly but it just it's... makes it look kind of dated and not yeah. right um, it feels like it was sort of mastered for 480p mm, or something yeah um, the the art style is actually pretty great um, but the the cool thing to me going to this is like so it's like robot it's like boxing but people have sort of robotic attachments on their arms so they can punch harder and like yeah. block stuff. <laughs> I was like, man, this is really cool. And then like the second episode, they're like, you know what the main character's thing should be? It should be that he doesn't have any robot arms. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. This is just... And it's sort of... it's It, it, it was okay. It, it's really just... I mean, if you've if you ever watched any kind of boxing, anything, ever... Um, you you pretty much seen it all before. Yeah, it's another sports anime kind of thing. It's it, got the ups and downs. I think it probably has for me the uh, questionable position or the worst opening of the year. It's not a great opening. It's not a great ending either. I mean, the song's okay, but there's no visuals. Oh yeah, no yeah. I mean the yeah, I can agree with that. Um, <laughs> I would say if you want to watch robot boxing, watch um, Real Steel. 
<laughs> which is yes. actually like genuinely fantastic. Man, I'd like forgotten that movie even existed, despite it being one of my favorite things. Don't you own it on Blu-ray? I do own it on Blu-ray. It's 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 great. I love it. It's um, got Hugh Jackman. It's got robust boxing. It's, it's great. Yeah, and this kid who's surprisingly not that annoying. It should be an anime of that. Yeah, or just like a sequel. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, uh, Megalobox. It's. Eh, I liked okay. it actually. Like, yeah. I, in the end, like, I, I liked it quite a bit. Um, yeah. It's not. Yeah, it's not god tier kind of. I, level. I, I don't feel it ever really like achieved its potential. It had potential and it squandered it for me. Well, there you go. Um, Mirai. Mirai no Mirai. Uh, Mirai of the future. So this is the new film from Mamoru Hosoda, uh, who did uh, Summer, War, Summer Wars and the Go Up Through Time and. Uh, the Boy and the Beast and Wolf Children and all that, all that kind of good stuff. Those are some movies. Though. Those are some movies. Uh, this is his worst, in my opinion, by oh, wow. quite quite a long way. Um, it doesn't really reach the potential of any of those things or what he can do. Um, it's like, quote unquote, you know, a really good family film, and like it has some nice moments, but like, yeah, it's just, just nothing on his other stuff. Fair enough. And I'm not going to dive into what. Um, Boku no Hakadere Boku no Hero Academia season three. three. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really good. I like it. It's more of the same, I guess, in a lot of ways. Um, like, I've talked about this before, like, probably last year when I was talking about My Hero Academia 2, but, like, I didn't really enjoy the first season very much because uh, the pacing was all over the place for one thing. Um, and, like, I didn't really like the main character very much. But, like, a lot of that's been fixed over the <laughs> consecutive seasons. Um, and, like, yeah, there's, there's lots of cool action. It's, like, a bunch of cool characters. Yeah, it's fun. Shonen Romp. Okay, um, Roku... Roku Hodo Yotsuiro Byori is a show about some, like, uh, handsome men running a cafe. And it's nice. It's sort of fluffy. People come and they they eat stuff and they have some problems and they get fixed and there's, like, cats every now and then. Run with the Wind. Run with the Wind is... this is the running anime. (laughs) The running sports anime that you alluded to earlier. Um, Which I haven't watched. uh, So it's production IG, um, sports anime, because, you know, obviously... Um, and I wasn't really expecting that much out of it. Like, I didn't think that they'd do a very exciting job of conveying running on screen, I guess. Mm. Um, and to an extent, that's possibly true, but like, it's one of these things where, as you say, they don't. Like, the running itself isn't necessarily the focus, and it's more like the mm. relationships and like the growth of the main character who's like got a dark running related past. Um, oh, man. But I've actually ended up enjoying it far more than I thought oh. I would, and like I really enjoy all the characters. Is it still ongoing? It's still going, yeah. Still I going. remember watching Prince of Stride. Mm, that wasn't that was Which wasn't. was like this sort of weird free-running thing. Stride. Um, it was called Stride, obviously, which is just a completely made-up sport. Um, and that that was also production IG, I think. And a, yes. I can't remember. It was someone, anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but I, I didn't that, like that. And I was like, yeah, this, this isn't actually very exciting to watch. Yeah. So I just thought, you know what, running, yeah. Yeah, it and wasn't... I, you actually quite... You do a lot of running. I, I do actually, running. I actually kind of hate running. I don't like running. <laughs> I don't do, do it. it so and, I don't, and I don't like watching it in like the Olympics or anything like that either. Um, but I like the show. So there you go. Okay. Um, go man, on then. We've got the sour block here. Just um, smash it. So there's actually three on here, but there's only two. First off is Sword Art Online Ordinal Scale, the movie, which I just remembered we watched. Um, it's a movie. It's got, like, all of the Sword Art Online characters. They all come in and do, like, their bit. There's some, like, new augmented reality game, so it's not even virtual reality. Hmm. <clears throat> and for some reason it's going to kill everyone, and then at the end it all turns out it was actually Sword Art Online the whole time. Oh, no, Kirito has to save the day. The end. Um, moving on. <laughs> 
Sword Art Online Alternative, Gun Gale Online. This is like a random side story thing about... I'll explain, I, I, I should probably explain why I keep on watching all these Sword Art Online shows. <laughs> I don't really know why. Defend yourself. Um, given that I've said before that it was like the worst thing. Um, housemates keep watching it, and I don't know, I get sort of strange. You're also here. It. The second, Sword Art Online, the first series, was like pretty watchable. Sword Art Online 2 was pretty trash. Like, you went from having quite a lot of agency to just really not having anything, and it was a very drawn out and not very interesting. Um, but, you know, I'm sort of getting back into it, but I'll get into that in a second. Sword Art Online Alternative is set on the Gun Gale Online game, which is an online game where you shoot stuff, and um, focuses around this, uh, this character who's actually really tall in real life, but in the game she's really short. I mean, that's revolutionary. And she dresses all in pink and goes around shooting people with a P90 and can move really fast. And she's known as the Pink Devil. Okay, that does sound pretty funny. Um, and uh, basically she teams up with some of these other guys and there's this other other girl who she meets and then she's like, I'm going to kill myself unless you beat me in this game. It's that, that, that sounds weird. I don't know. She just said, it, It's weird. Yeah. It's mostly sort of light-hearted. But it, oh, and it's... Um, it's basically capitalising on the uh, battle royale thing, so everything is in a in a battle royale setting, and there's all these battle royale tactics, and um, yeah, it's alright. It's sort of light-hearted. It's um, pretty stupid. Cool. Um, then there's Sword Art Online Alicization, which is the third main series of Sword Art Online. Is that um, the one that's still going? Yes. Which you watched one episode of last night. Cool. It's actually like. So basically, it sort of almost wipes the slate clean and says, you know what, we like Kirito, everyone else we don't care about. Poor Asuna. Um, and Kirito gets stabbed by like some kind of poison thing and ends up having to go into this world which is full of AIs who are... They're like artificial souls which they're trying to breed into a way... They're trying to grow into a way where they can like feel anger so they can use them to power just killer robots in the real world. Of course. It's pretty strange. But anyway, basically, none of that matters because Kirito is in this fantasy world and he's just... He's just doing work. He's just like, you know what we should do? is just, like, become really good at killing people with swords and just do all this shit all the time. And it's actually... It's, it's still A1 or Egg Firm or whatever bit of A1 <laughs> it is now. It's all just A1 animation. So it's well animated. It's quite pretty. Uh, the music's still pretty good. And there's actually, like, agency, which is nice. And it doesn't feel really just slow and awful anymore. So I'm, uh, I'm surprisingly enjoying it. Cool. Should we get you no carriage in Season 3? Yeah, we currently have five minutes left. So, um... I reckon we can overrun a little bit. <laughs> So, yeah, Shingeki, Shingeki no Kyojin Season 3 Attack on Titan, it's more of that stuff, but, like, continuing in its, like, decline into ridiculous, weird politics nonsense and, like, just generally being not so compelling as, as a show. So, like, if you, if you like the series, I mean, you probably carry on watching it and see what's happening. That show seems to have, like, a major fall from grace from the first season where everyone's raving about it and since yeah. then I've just had nothing. Yeah, I mean, there are a million op-eds out there about why that is and you know about how they missed the opportunity to like follow up on the hype of the first season because they took so long to bring out the second one etc but it's also a fact that like the story just goes downhill mm. like the further you get into the you manga follow the manga yeah and then you know okay um anything else on that not really 
um, the slime anime. I can't remember what it's called. That time honest. I reincarnated as a slime. I don't know what the Japanese title no. is. No, Slimu, Data, this something like or other. a guy who dies after getting stabbed and then reincarnates as a slime in another world and then becomes really OP by just... Eating a dragon? Eating a dragon. And also just like having this AI great sage <laughs> thing in his head who just can just tell him just to do everything and control... Basically, it's just a sort of, wow, look how... It's just a sort of, it's, it's in another a, world, yeah. and I'm a really OP character. It's a classic Isekai power fantasy nonsense, like, harami-type yeah. thing, in a lot of ways. It's got so many characters, and then the guy is like, yeah, I'm going to just create this idyllic town by... It more focuses like, on the monsters. Yes. So all, all the characters so far have been monsters, and he's like, hey, let's be friends with all the monsters. Pop look at all those friendly goblins and yes. that sort of stuff. It's all right. Post Goblin Slayer, where <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it, it's all right. It's it's getting like steadily more and more shonen tropey. Yeah. It sort of started out making fun of itself, and then it's become less and less self-aware. I feel. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's okay. Space is still ongoing. Space Battleship Tiramisu. Uh, yeah, I think this is maybe season one and season two came out last year. Uh, it's just like a very, it's a short thing, so like five minutes, seven minutes, something like that. Um, it's a comedy about um, a guy called I've forgotten his name Suzaku something like that I don't know um, he like really likes being in the cockpit of his mecha he's like the star soldier of like some Earth Defense Force type majigas um, and it's just a comedy about the stuff that he gets up to in his cockpit like he'll spill his like chicken katsu curry over the controls or something and then there'll be a tragedy and like but this is, it's alright <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it's funny sometimes it's not I've kind of given up like halfway through the second season so like oh cool yeah <laughs> um SSSSS that's four S's Gridman um so this is Trigger uh but this is basically Trigger going you know Ultraman let's make that yeah um and it's alright it's just a tokusatsu show yeah it's 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 very very standard um like it's got I guess like you can sort of say it's got an interesting little twist in terms of like who the villain is and like their motivations and it's a very very odd like final scene about how that links into spoilers the real world question mark um but like yeah it's it's alright it's pretty cool I mean it's got yeah your monster of the week tokusatsu stuff I watched the first episode, I thought it was okay, but I wasn't really, I wasn't super drawn in by it. Yeah, like, the, because it's quite derivative in a lot of ways, like, the mecha design and the monster design aren't very exciting, and none of the characters are particularly interesting, mm. or unique, so, yeah. Cool. Uh, Steins Gate Zero, the sort of follow-on from if you'd got the bad end in what was Steinsgate 1, but that wasn't what happened in the anime, I don't think. Um, but if you were playing the visual novel and got, like, a not-so-great end, not the bad end, but, like, the kind of less good end, uh, you end up in this universe, which is in the future, and, like, uh, Okarin, Horo and Kyoma, Okabe Rintaro, main guy, yeah. is uh, just, like, really depressed because, like, uh, what's-her-face is dead. Uh, you know, red-haired lass, Kurusu. Uh. Um, um, Christina. Yeah, Christina, exactly. Maki said, could you see? It's dead, and like, it's, it's all kind of over for him, and he's like just 
completely forgotten all about like the lab and like his other persona and he's just kind of like studying at uni and trying to live a normal life but it's generally a bit upset about things but then like stuff starts happening weird stuff starts happening again and he kind of gets pulled back into the universe and like you know you get into more Steins Gate type scenarios and all this kind of jazz it's pretty good like it's pretty pretty yeah bleak in, in a lot of ways um, yeah it does sound a bit bleak but bring brings the past back with a couple of new additions as well like yeah you if you like, like Steins Gate but it, does it like reach the level of the original series I don't assuming you think the original series was good um it had its moments of like kind of being that kind of level but I don't think overall it's as good as the first one probably I missed out a big chunk of the middle of Steins Gate but so I saw like the, the, the beginning middle... and the, saw the end and <laughs> I, I thought it was alright based on that yeah the middle was the worst part of Steins Gate well, there so you go. Like, there you go uh, what's next Telekin Never Falls in Love this was a nice fun show uh, about um a girl coming over to Japan as an exchange student from, I think, a fictional European country. I can't remember. Maybe it was, maybe it was just Liechtenstein or something. I don't know. Love those fictional um, And, like, she, but she's, like, obsessed with Japanese culture and a bit ditzy and all this sort of thing. And then she joins the photography club because you've got to love the photography club. And, um, and, and then there's a girl in the photography club who can't see colour. <laughs> uh, crossover, no. Um, and then there's Tadakun who's, like, uh, yeah typical Japanese high school student but like he's not interested in girls he's just interested in photography and then but like you know they kind of fall in love even though the show says he'll never fall in love and then it's quite cute and yeah it's good fun okay um, it's time for the Thunderbolt fantasy it's block. time for the Thunderbolt fantasy lightning round so there was a movie last year and there was also a season two that finished just like very recently um, and Thunderbolt fantasy is the best and it's not anime but you should watch it anyway and it's great it's puppets by um, it's puppets by Geno Dabachi and like Good Smile <laughs> Company for some reason, and that Taiwanese puppet company, and they've got their own like show coming out soon that I'm like really excited to, to watch. But we'll wow. see how that goes. There's a show that you wanted to talk about again, I think, which is Violet Evergarden. It is. Um, so we talked about Violet Evergarden in that other podcast that we haven't released yet. Um, would it have been finished then? I guess it would have been. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's only um, one season. Wasn't yeah. It? Yeah. Thirteen apps. Um, but yeah, Violet Evergarden was great, and like I just wanted to mention it again because like. It's probably my anime of last year. See, I don't know. I, I, it took me a while to get into Violet Evergarden, and I thought it was, it's sort of, it's one of those things where it kind of sort of peaked somewhere in. I don't know. For me, it it, it didn't peak. Sort of, it, it didn't get to its best. Like at the end, there was a bit mm. sort of a few episodes, like around I don't know episode nine. I don't really know exactly. Where I was like, sure. man, it's a great show, and then beyond that, it just sort of went, oh, okay, I don't really care about the main character's feelings so much anymore. Man. Because I'm a cold-hearted yeah. person. But it was, it was good. It was really pretty. It was nicely animated. Um, I don't know. I just... I could have... Mm. It, it, I, I liked it when it was about people who weren't the main character. I felt the main, main right. character, because um, she's sort of got no emotions, was kind of... Had no emotions, Ben. Had no emotions. The main character who has no emotions isn't really a very interesting character to have as a central person. Whereas when she was like the foil for other people, that made, that was a much more interesting dynamic. So. Well, yeah. I mean, like the whole journey of the show, the whole trajectory is yeah. She starts off as the foil for other people, and you like you experience their stories through her. But then, like through the, going through those experiences, she then like grows emotionally, and then like it becomes more about her. And the... yeah, see, I just didn't care though. Yeah, well, that's where we differ. So there you go. <laughs> we got to argue, like, every now and then, I yes. guess. 
Um, so, Wotaku ni koi wa muzukashi, or Wotakoi is much easier to say. Um, so, this is a show about, again, like, you know, not high school settings, actually, like, I guess kind of our age or slightly older, like working pods. Yeah, uh, yeah I know. Oh, is um, this the one with like the office otaku romance? Yeah. Thing? Uh, office otaku romance thing is a very good summary I of the show. Actually, <laughs> I actually thought about watching this. It's, it's, it's pretty decent. It's pretty decent. Um, it it's good fun. fun. It's kind of like, yeah, so like all, for all you otakus out there, there's a chance of finding someone in your work who maybe is also an otaku and you can have a nice, cute relationship and play Mario Kart with your friends. Who also cosplay and do other fun stuff That's the weekends. That's never going to happen to me. <laughs> um, you're probably not in the best industry for that, I don't know. No, I'm really not. <laughs> Might happen for me, we'll see. People say to you, oh, did you see the Derby game yesterday? I'm like, no, and they're like... And then you look at me like I'm stupid. I don't think anyone's ever asked me if I saw the Derby game yesterday. But that you live in London. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, it was alright. Yeah, let's check it out. Um, though, personally, I don't know, like... In my mind, it occupies a similar sort of space to, like, Recovery of an MMO Junkie, or whatever the name of that show was. Yes. Um, like, they're not fully equivalent shows, but they're fairly similar. And I feel like I maybe like that one a little more. Okay. Um, but there you go. Uh, Yo, and Bushy Pedal Glory Line. Is this season four? Yeah, I think so. That sounds about right. Five? I don't know. Oh, God, maybe it's five. I think it might oh, be no. five. But there are three of the original Inter High. No, there were two. Or two of the original Inter High. Then New Generation. Yeah. And then Glory Line. Maybe it is four. I don't know. To be honest... but the, No, this... Grand Road. Or is that season two? Sorry. No, that, that, that was Who season cares? two. Who cares? The problem with this is that... Um, I think that... Because there is... Basically... Okay, so this is a cycling anime about cycling. <laughs> the cycling teams. It's sports. So in the first two series were about... first two seasons were about a... Um, the first, like, inter-high... And then the second two seasons is about the first into high, but it's not actually done yet. Yeah, it's still going. So that just gives you an idea of, like, <laughs> this is already, like, a third as long, no, like, half as long again. And that just gives you an idea of just how stretched out everything is in terms of content. Because yeah. they're doing, like, the same number of races. Yeah, and the first two seasons were already a bit stretched out for one competition. They were quite stretched out. So, yeah. It's, yeah, it's definitely not as great. As the original. To be honest, if I'd like, I, I'm going to keep watching it because well, yeah. I've started watching it and exactly. I just want to see how it ends. Even though there are boys. The problem with this is that with because um, in in the first seasons of of Yamashi Pedal, what made it so great is that you know it was like, oh man, you've got the the good guys and they kind of they come back and then they win. And you're like, man, this is great. I can't believe that happened. That was amazing. Whereas in this one, a lot of the time, spoilers, the main characters just, like, lose constantly. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, man, we're finally going to win it this time. Oh, no, we lost again. No, we're sad again. We're depressed. We're always depressed. And it's just kind it's of... It's quite depressing. It just wears you. It almost feels like more of a show that's following the, the sort of the rival team. Yes. Because they're the ones who keep winning. Hakogaku. Yes. I've actually got um, a Hakogaku jersey. You do. I'm and very, a Sohaku very jersey. Jealous. You could just buy them online for like fifteen, <laughs> like 15 quid, wasn't it? Yeah. You don't anyway. cycle. I actually cycle in mine, so there you go. I could run in mine. That'd be weird. Yeah, it'd be a bit weird. Uh, so that was a tangent, but it's all right. Yeah, we'll keep watching it. Yeah. And but, if you're still I mean, watching Yoramushi Pedal the four seasons in, then you probably will as well. I would say if you're gonna start out watching Yoramushi Pedal, you can probably just watch season the, one and two. Yeah, and then just stop and give because up. Yeah, you're that's... not really 
adding yourself anything extra. Sensible. Um, final thing, Zombieland Saga. Zombieland Saga. Man, this is a, like the other show that I start. I looked at and I thought this looks like it's actually about zombies, like a sort of high school of the dead style thing. Yeah. And then it's not. It's actually about idols. It's who like are zombies. Not what you'd expect because I think it would be pretty impossible to expect what it actually is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Basically, <laughs> there, there's a group of of girls who are all zombies, and um, they are. Uh, they're, they're told that they're going to be in an idol group in Saga Prefecture, which is a sort of underappreciated area of Japan. Small town in the middle of nowhere in, like, Kyushu. Uh, yeah. Well, no, well, Saga is a prefecture. Not a... Oh, yeah, it's a prefecture, sorry. Yeah. But, um, With small towns. Yeah. But I, I think this is probably funded partially by Saga <laughs> The Saga Tourism Board. It's a classic. Yeah. But it's actually... It is, I, I enjoy the show a lot. It's... Um, it's a different take on your sort of your idol <laughs> yeah. nonsense. Um, by the fact they're all zombies, they're, they're, it, it's like they perform on stage wearing ridiculously good makeup that makes them not look like zombies. Yeah. Um, but then sometimes like and the head will pop off. Or something. Most of them have like got their. They start out being just sort of zombies and going, and then they actually get their personalities personalities back. back. Apart from one who's just a zombie. A zombie all the way through. Yeah. Which is. And, then, and there's stuff, yeah, as you said, like the heads pop off, sometimes they accidentally pull off their arms, like they fall yeah. off the stage and their limbs just fall to bits. It's like, oh no, what happened? Hijinks. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty fun. Um, I, yeah, as you say, it wasn't really what I was expecting and I ended up enjoying it a yeah. lot. And like, it's, it's an interesting thing because as you say, it's not a straight up idol show, partly because they're zombies, but also like, because they're kind of starting out from nothing and... Like, the manager who's seemingly resurrected these girls mm. who are, like, mostly kind of semi-famous people yeah. from different eras. Um, That's the key thing to know, is they're all, like, from different eras. So yeah. some who are sort of more recent, and there's some from, like, the 80s, and there's this one girl who's from, like, feudal Japan. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, this guy who's running their outfit is, like, super eccentric and ridiculous and fun, uh, and is just, like, giving them really weird opportunities but also, like, for the first few episodes, at least, like, they perform in a completely different, like, genre every time. Mm. So, like, their first gig is, like, in a heavy metal house, and, like, they end up doing this ridiculous headbanging thing. Um, and then they do, like, a hip-hop thing the following week. Like, they have a bit of a rap battle going oh, yeah. on. Um, and then, like, they progress into more kind of typical idol type music, I guess. Um, and some of those insert songs are pretty fun. Yeah, I like, know the, the music in general yeah. is, is pretty good. It's actually also, I'd say this has one of the... Um, in terms of like visuals plus music and everything, I'd mm. say that the opening was one of the um, one of the best ones. Mm. I really enjoyed that one. It never really clicked with me, to be honest. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I th- I, th- I thought maybe they were trying too hard. I think possibly <laughs> they did like yeah that there was a lot of stuff going on in the opening that just had no reference at all to the show and yeah. probably took up far too much animation budget. Yeah. <laughs> um, this has yeah. some slightly wonky CG. It must be said. Yeah, for that's, the, that's for the, for the dancing. Though, so, yeah, they yeah. had like wonky CG. Um, I will say, like that, as you you touched on the um, the manager character, yeah. voiced by um, Miano Mamoru, who actually I find annoying in quite <laughs> a lot of voice roles. Like, there's some things which he really suits, and some things which he doesn't. Yeah. And this was absolutely a role that was just made for him. Yeah, it's, he, it's, he absolutely owns it. Yeah, it's, it's peak like, Mamoru, and he's he's loving every second of it. He just like shouts in <laughs> people's faces and like stupid zombies. <laughs> what are you doing? Go, 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 go. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. A lot of the the best humor is just him yeah. doing stuff, and um, yeah. I mean, it, 
I'm not sure if it's going to... It sort of ends with sort of some stuff not quite resolved, nothing ever really explained. They're definitely that, setting themselves up for more. Yeah, well, there, there might be more, but at the same time, it's one of those shows where it's like, you don't really need an explanation. <laughs> an explanation would make it less fun. It's yeah. more fun just to have it being... None of it really stupid. matters in the grand scheme of things. But yeah, no, that's um, definitely an, a good show and one of my favourites. Um, yeah. So do you want to... And that's the, that's the end of the list. And like we're way over our budgeted time, so we should do some kind of wrap-up. What so, do you reckon? Do you want to do like a top five for the year or something? I don't or is that too many? I watched like 12 shows. You watched 12? Well, like... Uh, I can't know. remember what I watched. Okay, like... so what's, what's your top two? What's your top two shows? Um, the, my favourite show is almost certainly Golden Camry. That was just like a really great show. I really enjoyed. It was pretty much didn't really have any like low points. It was just like a constant high. Looked forward to it every week. Um, yeah, just like oh, I mean, I, when I say looked forward to it every week, I didn't start watching until like the second season had started. But it was. <laughs> but then um, you look forward to it. Every yeah, week. it was just great. I really enjoyed it. Um, what else was good? I mean. <laughs> There, there must be some other show. I, I miss. I've haven't got like the first the um the winter season here, so maybe there's something there that was great. Oh, yeah, that's that's. Um. Cool. Yeah, I don't know really. I'll I'll, I'll just go with um. You just just say, I, that's, I'd, I'd maybe, say like, maybe you say your top two are Golden Camoy one and Golden Camoy two. I would say like because when when I used to do written tier lists, I like had things that were god tier. Yeah. And I haven't had anything that's been god tier in a long time. I think Golden Camoy is like up there pretty much yeah yeah I think I'd probably call it God tier yeah anyway up to you to me um, so as I mentioned Violet Evergarden's in my top two um, for reasons spoken about now and probably on the last podcast like, this yeah. is a very long time ago um, and the other one is Hina Matsuri I reckon for me. oh wow yeah like, it's, it's awesome you should watch I should, it I should watch it uh, but yeah closely followed by Golden Camry Definitely. I wish I just had like more time to actually watch shows. Yeah. Because I just don't. Yeah. Especially if I just want to watch shows by myself, I'm quite limited, which is sad. That's other people for you. Yeah. <laughs> what a dream. Um, anyway, cool. Let's wrap it up there. So that's been some stuff that we like. Yeah. What do you like? <laughs> Write in. Tell us. Maybe we'll read out your comment emails. on the show notes. <laughs> we'll read out your emails on the next show if we actually get any emails. We don't have an email. Don't we? Didn't you have like? Do we have an email? Didn't you set one up? Oh god, I did. Yeah. Yeah. It might be stuff Ben and Mike like at gmail.com. <laughs> we'll put it in the description. Whatever <laughs> website this is on, we'll find out. Um, you'll find out soon. Okay. It was uh, good chatting with you. Are you talking to me or the listener? The 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 listener. I think <laughs> it doesn't really make any sense. Yeah. Um, cool. Okay. Bye. Bye. Laters. Haters. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> Dumpstead. <laughs>